listening to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, October the 15th. My name is Joey Mills, and I've been busy this week. Kenny, I think you've been here yeah. every day this week. Yeah, just I know. About. We're going to have to find something to do tomorrow. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> We've been recording segments uh, for our October episodes pretty much all week long. So I'm going to set up a little bunk here. Just <laughs> I was going to say, we could, this folds out back here, so... We could set you up a cot back here. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been putting together stuff for the rest of this month. I think we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good shows uh, all the rest of the, the month. I don't know what happens after that, but the rest of this month is solid. But hey, stay tuned for that. <laughs> exactly. This week's not so much. No, just well, kidding. We'll see. To, uh, be, to be determined. That's right. Uh, so that's what we've been up to going on this week. Uh, talking to Kenny a little bit, you've, you're... Caught the season finale of Heels on oh, Sunday night. Oh man, we can put that story to bed for now. Oh man, that that was crazy. Because and it's funny because I just made a simple tweet right. about it, and I don't know if it's too soon to say anything, so I won't yeah, say anything right now. Spoilers, yeah. But uh, I mean, although I've seen their their social media, Stars' social media is like spoiled the shit out of it. So I guess apparently it's okay to talk. Yeah. About. So with Crystal winning the title, uh, oh yeah, spoiler. And uh, but I I just made a quick little tweet about it. Blah blah. And, you know, I'll make tweets about stuff and maybe get like five people like it right. or 20 people or something like that. But I made this tweet and like I've got 160 people, I think, have liked it. Like 20 something has shared it. And I was like, wow, apparently there's a lot of other heel fans out there. So <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Starting to find them, are you? And it's Coming well over. worth it. God, that story was great. I thought it was good. I knew, like you, I knew it was going to be told a certain way. Right. But it wasn't the way I thought, and I am totally fine with the way they did it. So yep. they did an excellent job. Yeah, that was fun. Did not expect the things to go down the way they did. Yeah. Kind of expected the ending, didn't expect the path they took to get there, <laughs> yep. which was pretty pretty fun, pretty funny. Makes it fun. Because <laughs> so many times you're watching stuff and you're like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And it does. And you're like, ugh. You know, and it, it almost takes the fun out of watching stuff sometimes. Right. But with this show, if you think any episode is going to go the way you think it is, it you, doesn't. You may be right in the end but you will not see the path yeah, to get there yes coming. that's yeah. true and curtis is joining us today looking all clean shaven and awakened and <clears throat> all that how you guys doing <laughs> drinking his coffee and eating his pork rinds for yeah. breakfast He's all like, breakfast honey mustard pork one. rinds <laughs> <laughs> you uh clean shaven because you went to a wedding this last uh, yeah week. i went to steven went to steven denton's wedding and uh, it was a lot of fun Hey, hey, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> I didn't know you were that excited. What is sound effect? There you go. You didn't? Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Stephen and uh, Lori Beth. They uh, both tied the knot, and uh, I got a little teary-eyed when, uh, Did you? when they read their uh, their vows. So it was kind of, you know, my boy, you know, he got married. <laughs> Our little boy's all grown up. He's all grown up. You're all grown up, Stephen. <laughs> That's awesome. What so, else have you been up to? Um, I, I've been uh, house-sitting near Bolivar, so I haven't had much internet or anything. But <laughs> I did catch the second episode of Creep Show. Yeah. and That's the, the one with the museum, right? <laughs> the museum. The okay, I That's loved, what I was thinking. I I last week when you were talking about, like, I think that's the museum one. That's, that's I, a lot of fun. I love the museum one. Yeah. Uh, as mu this isn't a complaint at all. As much right. as uh, Nicotero loves, like, Stephen King and George Romero, obviously, he loves Raimi because yeah. there's some references in there. The skeleton kind of reminded me of some Army of Darkness yep. stuff. But then the next episode is like straight up drag me to hell in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> is it homage or is it, <laughs> is it flat it out rip off? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, both probably, but no, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. It's and, a good show. Uh, then last night, 
uh, Kirsten and I went to the Alamo yeah. and actually watched No Time to Die. All three hours of it? All three <laughs> hours of it. We got there at 3 o'clock. We left at 6. Awesome. <laughs> so without spoiling anything, I, I mean, Did if you, you haven't been spoiled so far... have you? Has it been spoiled for you? Oh, it's yeah, it's all over the place. I mean, uh, it, I, it was it was spoiled before it was released. I but. didn't see any spoilers. Okay. I managed to avoid it. So, and yeah. what did you think going? In, yeah, what what was your thoughts coming out? I guess coming out going I, in going in cold. Coming out, what did you think? Going in cold, um, I thought the movie was opened great. The uh, director, I cannot remember his name, but he's kind of known for horror. Uh, yeah, starts with Carrie. Yeah, well, I can't think his last. He, name. he also did like True Detective yep. and whatnot, and um, yep. you can definitely see in the opening scene. Of some horror influence, I'm like whoa, shit! This is this is this is freaky. Yeah, and I was enjoying it. I enjoyed the movie for the most part, but then I left the theater just like scratching my head. <laughs> there were some choices made. <laughs> choices end, made. Yeah. I'm just like, that's how they're gonna end it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna give away too much, but um, part of me was just like, huh? Yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm not I'm not gonna. You know, get emotional or anything. Right. This is Daniel Craig's final bond. Yeah, which we've all known going in. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, part of me wishes that there was another movie between this one and Spectre. Right. I think I would appreciate this one. I like this one more than Spectre. But yeah, I think I would appreciate <laughs> I think it everybody more. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would have appreciated it more with the way they ended it and everything if there had been another movie yeah. in between. I have heard uh, the folks whose voices I pay attention to have said that this is, of the five films, this is like squarely in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it is a middle-of-the-road Daniel Craig, James Bond film. Yeah. I mean, which, is, which is sad that it's his last one that it's kind of like that, but I mean, at it, the same time, they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. It's yeah. definitely better than Pierce Brosnan's last oh, James God, Bond. Yeah. <laughs> last three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Is this one... Uh, did they know this was going to be the last one when they were oh, making it? Well, yes. the last two have supposedly been the last one, but yeah, okay. this was kind of like the like, no, seriously, guys, <laughs> I don't care how much more money you put in front of me, I'm not going to do another one because uh, the Craig's, last couple Craig's like, them, I will slip my wrists. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because uh, Skyfall was supposed to be his last one, but then he came back for Spectre, and then I think. Not only did they back the Brinks truck up, but I think he also had a little bit of a sour taste in his mouth, like. Mm. Yeah, we probably need to close out one more. And this is the first time that they've had an actor who's done a series of these films that have had one arc through them. Yeah, it's definitely an arc. Yeah, so you, people, you know, you laugh and say, "Well, do I need to watch the, you know, do I need to watch Doctor No in order to understand Golden Eye or Goldfinger or Golden Eye?" Even, even. Yeah. no, really. you, they're all episodic. You can watch one. This is the first time where they've told one story across five films, and each That's film right. stands on its own, but. This one in particular, you, you probably had need to have some passing familiarity at least with the other four that came before it, right? And that's the that's the first time they've done that. Uh, this is the first time they've ended it an actor's run in the way that they did as well. So, again, trying to remain spoiler free. So they've hmm. they've taken some chances with this. It's you know a lot of folks. Daniel Craig is if in a lot of folks' eyes the best James Bond. Um, which is everybody's got their own opinions. I don't yeah. necessarily succumb to that, but I can see why people would think that he, he's certainly a good bond. He's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah they took some chances this this time around, and some of them paid off, and maybe some of them fell a little flat. But uh, overall, I think folks for the most part seem to have enjoyed the run. If maybe they ended with a little bit of a 
not it, as strong as they had people had hoped, I guess. It's better than Quantum of Solace, so I'll give that's, it that. That's at the bottom of the five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, number, that's squarely in the five slot out of yeah. the five films. <laughs> well, while we're talking about it, what? who is your James Bond? Who is my James Bond? Yeah. Growing up, it was Pierce Brosnan, but right. I, over the last couple of years, love Timothy Dalton. Yeah. I think Dalton, even though you know, he kind did, of bond, yeah. he's a different bond. He was sort of what Daniel Craig is now yep. before Daniel Craig. Absolutely. And, you know, he only did two movies, but they're both pretty decent movies when you go back and rewatch them. So, yeah. And there, there was a little homage in this one. The, he was driving the Aston Martin, the 1987 yeah. Aston Martin in this movie from The Living Daylights. So yeah. it was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, I I have a hard time with that question because I don't have a Bond as much as I have movies. <laughs> like, right. Like Sean Connery's got some of the top tier, in my opinion, James Bond Gold movies. Goldfinger. Gold, yeah, Gold, Goldfinger and Dr. No. And then even From Russia from with Russia Love with is Love's always overlooked. Favorites. But yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the best. But then, you know, Roger Moore is a completely different kind of Bond. And even some of his worst films... I like because he's because ha- he knows what they are. He's having fun, right? You know, so I, he's a different character. And then, yeah, the Timothy Dalton ones are he's overlooked a lot because he only did two and he was younger. But I mean, that's it's solid. He does solid work in those. Yeah, and it's a different kind of bond. It's it's set the road, paved the road for a Daniel Craig type of bond. He's a different. He's more of a blunt instrument kind of bond, right. you know. But then. I absolutely love Goldeneye. I mean, that's one Goldeneye, of my favorite yeah. films with Piers Brosnan. I even love the tomorrow, not tomorrow, the world. Uh, the enough. world is not enough. Yeah. I like that one, even though it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, and then like Dan- two of Daniel Craig's movies are probably like my yeah, top. I think yeah, I think Skyfall might be my favorite. <laughs> Skyfall Bond film, so, Casino yeah. Royale, yeah, just so, sort of like right there. Yeah. Edge to edge. If I had to say, if somebody asked me who's your fa- who is your Bond though, I'd probably go with Roger Moore, just because that's the first. Bond I had yeah, yeah. and it, it, like a view to a kill is not a good movie <laughs> yeah. but it's like that was the first one so that for me that was like well, that damn song was on the radio every oh, five God, it minutes. was the highest charting yeah <laughs> Bond flick uh, song how about you Kenny uh, for me I got into him uh, at the Roger Moore time right. we're so, that kind of that same age but yeah. again like you there's a lot of Sean Connery I really like. I've seen none of the Daniel Craig, okay. and that's not because I'm boycotting them or anything. You just haven't had I just, to. I just have not. And every time this one's come out, there's been something else, and it got pushed back. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I'll watch it, blah, blah. And I just never have. And that's just that's something I'm meaning to go, okay, I'm going to sit down. I've got them if I'm you need to borrow them. <laughs> so, Same. So that kind of stuff, you know. But And so I'll have an opinion about him. Yep. I just don't yeah right now and again for no other reason but i just haven't got to see him yet so but yeah i i would have to say roger moore just because that's when i got into him yeah and those roger moore flicks i mean they they made some choices there too oh, they yeah. leaned oh, heavy yeah. into the camp i mean there's like smoking and the bandit <laughs> homages in there i mean it's just it's like what are they doing you know he's, uh, yeah so yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> you know, and, and being growing up, you know, that's kind of a good entry because it is kind of goofy. It is kind of a kid's version of James yeah. Bond, you know, that a kid can sit and watch. Yeah, nothing like, out I, of control that you'll be like, oh, that kid shouldn't see that. No, but it's it's goofy and it's fun. And as a kid watching it, you're like, oh, that's kind of silly. You go back and watch some Sean Connery stuff, and there are moments that are silly, but it's like, you know, like Doctor No is kind of heavy. It's kind of hard to sit through if you're a kid, you know. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. But but yeah, I think. I, I, you know, my first was Roger Moore with a view to a kill and that kind of got me into him. And then 
I was the right age when GoldenEye came out to start like taking on like, okay, Bond movies are no longer, you know, your dad's movies or your grandparents' movies or whatever. Now it's like, okay, this is kind of ours. And then it kind of stunk that they kind of laid an egg after that with every <laughs> Pierce Brosnan Bond after. But yeah. Yeah. but it was enough to kind of get me back into like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing some of these. And I think I'll sit and watch them. And then, you know, they put out the special collector's DVDs and stuff. And it's like, ooh, I can get, you know, 20 of these movies for, you know, 100 bucks or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, a little factoid. If you buy License to Kill on Blu-ray, it is the original, un, like, R-rated cut. Okay. When oh. they did the scan of it, they just didn't tell anybody that it was the... The TV version? No, <laughs> no, no. The, it's the the theatrical cut. They had to, like, cut out stuff. Really? Except get a PG-13. Huh. So then when they rescanned everything, they just like, oh, this is the original. Just don't tell anybody. Nice. So, so, it's, so does the box on the DVD or Blu-ray still say PG-13? Or is it yeah, it still says PG-13. That's but it's not the PG-13 cut. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> well, I want to thank my co-host for being here today. I want to thank everybody listening to the podcast whenever and wherever you are catching us. We've got a great show for you this week. Uh, we're going to go back, way back, in the, get in the way back machine and take a look at a little bit of the history of and some, some fun stuff with the McDonald's Halloween Happy Meal Buckets. Curtis, do you remember these? Kenny and I do. It's more of our. Yeah. yeah, they started in like the mid '80s and kind of went through. So the, yeah, the gonna, pumpkin on the end there. You remember the pumpkin? I remember that. Okay, well, we're going to talk about those here in a little bit. I, you know, I never saw the witch. Yeah. Like I had the ghost. Yeah. And I had, I think I had two or three of the pumpkins. Yeah. But I never saw the witch. Well, we're going to talk about all those in a little bit more. Plus, we've got a brand new pop quiz for you this week. All that's new and newsworthy in entertainment pop culture. Let's kick it off with a taking a uh, look at our top five stories in entertainment and pop culture this week, starting with number five. <laughs> All right. He's excited. Yeah. Fuck, I am too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kitty played the fuck card yeah, already. Sorry. Oh, so did you. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right. A lot of TV and streaming news announced last weekend, of course, New York Comic Con. So tons of panels, lots of stuff going on. A lot of great cosplay come out of there. A ton of photos of Oof. great stuff. Yeah. You know, we think we have good cosplay. Then you see a big con like that where yeah. people have been working for years on it. You're like, oh, that's, that's good cosplay. That's cosplay. <laughs> yeah. But all cosplay is good, everybody. Yeah. We, but that's cosplay with a capital C. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's c- cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've got some dates, some release dates and stuff. Uh, part two of The Walking Dead's final season will premiere on February the 20th of Exciting. 2022. Coming up soon. Been a great yeah. season. Anybody who got away from it, go back and watch the past two. They're excellent. Oh, Lord. <laughs> There's a lot of seasons there to catch up on. Uh, the Expanse Season 6 will premiere January 14th, 2022 on Amazon Prime. Does anybody here watch The Expanse? I think Dusty has. I've had a lot of people tell me I should. Yeah. And I just. I haven't had a chance to either. Uh, Peacemaker will debut on HBO Max in January of 2022. They didn't give us an exact date, but they did say January of 2022. I feel like they they made that pretty quickly. But they. I don't know how long the movie was in post. I know they filmed it like right after. Oh, did they? They they wrapped filming on the Suicide Squad and like. Hey, we've got you here. <laughs> Let's go on this. So yeah, it was. I think all the script work, all the pre-production was being done as they were filming uh, the Suicide Squad. So they yeah. were able to just immediately 
turn and go. So. Yeah, John Cena was posting stuff on his social medias that they just, like. He just said, kept moving. Yeah, it's like so. you're here. Let's get. Let's yeah. Let's block another six weeks and keep moving. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So. You're in character. Yeah, <laughs> it fits right now. <laughs> so let's keep going. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery Season 4 will come to Paramount Plus November 18th. So coming up in about a month. Uh, we got a return date of G4, the network, on November 16th. Does he, did anybody watch G4 at yeah. all? I was gonna say yeah, that. the game channel. Yeah, Oddly enough, I did game. too. Yeah. So. Mostly for the Ninja Warrior stuff. It yeah. seemed like it, uh, Ninja uh, Warrior attacked the show. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. those. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple that Odin watched, so we watched <clears throat> them together. So Morgan like, Webb. <clears throat> <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> the The network will air new episodes of Attack of the Show, X-Play, the reruns of the original Japanese Ninja Warrior, and a whole lot more. So that's, again, at November the 16th. So, again, about a week away. Or, excuse me, about a month away. Uh, initially, the network will only be available to Verizon Fios, Cox, Xfinity TV, and Philo customers. So a slow rollout, but they are, again, starting in about a month. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got here. Doctor Who, uh, the new season, the final season for current showrunner and star, uh, Doctor Who Flux is what they're calling it. It's a six episode limited series. It premieres on Halloween nice. on BBC America. <laughs> a time when everybody's sitting at home watching TV, you know, nobody's ever out on Halloween. Right. It's kind of a weird time to have a debut, a premiere of something. It kind well, of makes I mean, you wonder how many people what are confidence they have in this. <laughs> Doctor Who fans, are they gonna be out on Halloween? On Halloween. Oh hells yes. They'll be dressed up as their favorite doctor and or <laughs> well, character. Okay. I'm just saying at with, a with COVID, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they think that people are going to be home. Well, most of know. the trick-or-treating will be done around 8-ish, so that's yeah. a good time to put, pop it on. Then if you're going to go out, you're going to come home. You're not going to go right to bed. You're going right. to... So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it feels weird to me, but hey, help, you know, I'll, I'll DVR it. So, <laughs> we'll watch it on Monday. So as someone who's not a Doctor Who watcher, uh-huh. how do you think they got another... 20, 50 years in them? Or? It depends on what happens. Well, so this is, they've got this six episode series and apparently the way they are doing it, kind of like they took a chance with the Bond films. They're doing this. This is the first time that I can think of. You know, in the past, they have done like cliffhanger episodes and in the olden days, in ye olden days, you know, <laughs> they, uh, you know, when you had to churn your own butter by hand, they used to uh, do like four episode arcs but that's when the episodes were super short you know like a 20 minute episode 22 minutes with commercials or whatever so this is they're doing full hour-long episodes but it's a six episode arc so they're not telling individual standalone episodes that do or do not connect in some big broad theme they're doing like you know episode one is part one part two part three part four part you know through six gotcha um so that's different. It's the last season again with this showrunner, with this set of actors. Um, and then they have, I guess, three individual like specials scheduled for next year. Um, and then, then somebody else takes over, you know, somebody who has proven themselves. And it sounds like based on his track record and what they did in the past and kind of where, you know, media and entertainment is today that yet they're looking to build a, like a, kind of like the Marvel universe or an expanded universe of the star Wars stuff. Mm. It sounds like they're trying to build like a doctor who streaming platform with different series focused on different things. So 
Yeah, it all depends on how well that goes. For the first time, it's not all owned and paid for and subsidized by taxpayers by the BBC. So, you know, it, it will have to start making money like and it has in the past. But it'll like now people are going to be keeping track of the dollars made and spent. So hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of questions as far as that goes. I think that it's popular enough to always be out there somewhere. Yeah. But what that means in the changing entertainment media landscape, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find out. Well, there's always the ebb and flow of people get done with it, new people come into it, yeah. old people have children, they want to watch it, and they start. So, yep. Yeah, interesting. It'd be fun to see that. I don't want anything that people love to ever go away. Right, so. right, yeah. Curtis, are you a Doctor Fan at all? Ever a Doctor Fan? <clears throat> uh, I wouldn't call Doctor me a huge Who. fan by any means, but I've seen a lot of Doctor Who, so yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, I think Torchwood's probably my favorite of uh, everything that they've done, so. <laughs> highly rated, highly, <laughs> a lot of folks liked it, and yeah, it came, came out of that, that expanded universe type of thing. That, so, that yeah. third season was rough. Well, I mean, well. rough in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one that was uh, on... Uh, Funded partially by stars here in the U.S. No, that was the fourth. Or was that the fourth one? Yeah, the okay. third one's the one with the uh, the children. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roger that. That's it. <laughs> uh, and finally, out of uh, New York Comic Con, Young Justice season four is coming to HBO Max in 2022. They didn't give us much information, but uh, we've got DC's Fandom event going on this Saturday. So it's a the big one day online event where we're going to get a lot of information about DC's upcoming movies, upcoming television stuff. So I expect we'll see and hear more about Young Justice at that event. Yeah. Well, you know, tell us what you want about your movies or start making good ones. And we'll, uh, <laughs> again. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. I'm sure <laughs> after the Fandom event, we'll have stuff to react to. And uh, that's your number five. And up next, number four. Uh, again, very excited about number I know. four. I'm uh, excited. A little bit of movie news. Uh, as we talked about earlier, No Time to Die earned $6.3 million on Thursday night, kind of that preview night, um, which is the highest ever for a Bond film. The film, of course, took the number one spot over the weekend, earning an estimated $56 million in its opening weekend here in the U.S. Uh, has broke the $300 million global mark uh, by now. So uh, at the top spot for, for the weekend and for the for the pandemic right now, it's, it's creeping up on Shang-Chi. So we'll that see almost covers the salary, so they'll get that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they have to what, make $800 million just to break even. Well, by the time you figure how much they spend on ads <laughs> for release dates that never happen, yeah, how many standees in the theater got trashed because they had the wrong date, and they're like, right. nope, nope, pitch those, we'll print you a new one up when we have a new date. <laughs> how about yeah. we just put some Velcro on there, <laughs> yeah, we'll just exactly. send you a little thing. <laughs> we'll just send you a sticker, you can slide over it. Oh, nope. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and they're coming we, soon back on there. Exactly. Uh, and then we got, I don't know if anybody else saw this. We got the uh, trailer for the new Scream movie this week. I, oh, yeah, I watched it. You watched it. What did you think of that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> part of me is just like, look, we said enough with four of them. Yeah. But then another part of me is like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch this one. <laughs> they brought them all back. Again. Again. Dug them all up. and Yeah. I heard, I, I can't confirm this, but I thought I saw or heard that David Arquette is the new Bozo the Clown. Did you hear anything about this? Yeah, I guess they're in Chicago. They're looking to 
you know, because they go through bozos every so often because yeah. the old guys die. That's right. what, that's what happens. But I had heard somewhere that David Arquette's the new bozo the clown. Have you seen anything <laughs> on David Arquette? Maybe not your best choice. <laughs> yeah, as well as being a, yeah an, uh, an independent wrestler, he yeah. apparently is also bozo the clown. Just watch that documentary and see if that's what you want to do or not. Yeah, you know, clowns are a little creepy as it is anyway. So. Yeah, I just thought the new bozo the clown. That's what his killer name is or something. Uh, his wrestling be, persona or? or like he's gonna be the killer in Scream 5 and his, he's just gonna be Bozo the Clown instead of the, the ghost face it's all CG in the trailer I mean, there's the no one else <laughs> <laughs> there's like 8 billion people on this planet there's no one else uh, I don't know I, I can't confirm that what I did you think of the trailer uh, <coughs> I never saw the fourth one because after three, three felt like boy they're they're really stretching the. Premise. I rewatched <laughs> the first three because I don't own the fourth one. Yeah, that third one. I mean, I used to kind of like it. Right. I I even messaged Brad I was like, wow, that's a that has not held up well. <laughs> I mean, they tried to be Kevin Williamson with that script yeah. and it doesn't work at all. No. Um, I I will say this. Um, four is much better. So you never should watched give four. It a shot. I never watched the. It was MTV that did a series as well. Yeah, I never I watched watch that, that. So. I don't know. I mean, it was it was fun in the '90s. I don't know if it feels like you know in the '90s it was fresh because it was like that whole deconstructing you know the genre thing, right? But it feels like they've kind of slipped into <laughs> the, they, like, they've slid at first, into at first they were deconstructing and it was this postmodern take on horror, and now it's like. You've kind of become the thing you were making kind fun of. of. Yeah, kind of making fun of. I they, know. Um, you know, they made the scary movie parodies, but right. at a certain point, Scream 3 was pretty much a parody of itself. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are folks out there who are excited. Um, probably folks who saw the original in theaters back in 90, what was it, 96? So, yeah. Oh, um, man. I remember the shit. You just made me feel old. Yeah, it all feel old. So yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, that's not to say anything bad about it. I, I know the speculation has begun online. People are trying to figure out who the killer is already without having seen the movie because right. they're assuming it's somebody we've seen before in one of the original, you know, or, or in the original trilogy. So people gonna people. Yeah, people gonna people. We'll <laughs> see. We'll figure it out. Uh, up next, number three. He sounded excited about it. I know. It was like, number three. Five and four were like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. That's what he was really excited for. get more excited about that. You don't give a shit about three. Apparently not. Number three, we got some Disney news. Disney gets its own section because it owns so much. We've got some Disney news. Disney Plus is developing a Marvel project for Katherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness from WandaVision. Apparently, she's going to be getting her own spinoff series. Yeah. Thoughts on that? <laughs> I I love the character and of course I love everything she does. I think she's pretty awesome, but uh I just I don't know. Is this going to be a thing anybody who's been somebody in something is going to get a spin-off just to fill time in between movies? I mean, I don't think they'll do it wrong. <laughs> I know you're trying to muffle the sound of hitting the the, the uh, pork rinds over there. Yeah, no, I'm just it, watching the bar yeah. up here. See those marks? <laughs> that is Curtis eating some pork rinds. So yeah, I, they said also that they're talking about you know the uh, the lady I forget the actress's name who played uh, Monica in in WandaVision, who's yeah. going to be in the Mar- the next Captain Marvel movie, the Marvels. Yeah, apparently they're talking about having a, a spinoff for her. As the show was airing, everybody was wanting the uh, Jimmy and uh, 
Darcy <laughs> spinoff, you know, like an yeah. X-Files type, you know, the X-Files of the Marvel show. You want it until you get it. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to be kind of careful how you dole these things out because yeah. unless you've actually got a story to tell, you know, like, because some of the stuff, like, and I know you are you love the what if, and I thought it was all right, but unless you've got a story to tell, it's kind of like, mm, you just kind of, you know, clearly WandaVision had a story to tell. Yeah. Uh, that was the first one of the new Disney Plus series. Uh, Loki felt like it was setting up what's coming next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doctor like WandaVision Strange. felt, yes, WandaVision is setting up what's coming next, but WandaVision felt like you could have made that without knowing what's coming next. You yeah. know what I mean? It had a very unique perspective and a story that it wanted to tell about grief and loss and moving on and, uh, and getting trapped in our own you know heads and stuff. Yeah. Loki felt like it's kind of setting up what's next. What if, as much as I enjoyed it too, it felt, and I know they say that, well, it's all, it's, it's connected. So, you know, we, maybe we'll see that Dr. Strange pop up in the next Dr. Strange or something like yeah. that, or the watcher. It, yes, it's connected, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it had a real story to tell. Yeah. Um, it, all the I, I worry about Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. You know, do, do you have a story to tell or are you just introducing another young character who's going to be, you know, setting up young the young Avengers, Avengers type yeah. thing or something. Yeah. So unless you've got a real story and hopefully, I mean, hopefully they've got a story to tell with Agatha besides just, <coughs> Hey, look, let's talk, let's tell her story. Uh, she's been around since, you know, whatever, 1666. Yeah. And that gives me a little hope with yeah. that because that little brief thing we had where they yeah. were trying to, you know, do that. I, I think there's, something good in there and like you said she's been around a long time so there's a lot of story to tell maybe a lot of characters that we will never get in the marvel universe right. can come in on this and people can be like oh yeah man it's blah 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 you know i, just, I feel like so we had loki <coughs> which kind of bounced around the multiverse um, we have eternals which appear apparently eternals from what i understand it is telling a one story but it's telling it across multiple times mm-hmm. um and we've got a couple of multiverse films between spider-man and doctor doctor strange coming up I, i'm just like I, i'm afraid that if we get an agatha movie and it's what happened between when she became a witch and the lead up to WandaVision, we're going to get another thing where it's like, all right, this week's episode is set in this time frame, and the next week is, you know, a 50 year jump to what she was doing here. Yeah. And it's almost like we need to just keep, it, it almost feels like with uh, Endgame when they started telling a time travel story, mm-hmm. it's almost like the writers were like, well, that opens us up to tell whatever, you know, do whatever we want. And while that can be, good and it can be liberating and freeing to be like oh we can bounce around and we're not constrained to have to tell a linear story at the same time if you don't have a good story if if all you have are hey we can jump around in time with this character i i get concerned and that's all based on knowing nothing other than hey they're thinking about a spinoff show yeah my only thing is yeah i hope hopefully you've got a, a real story to tell like you did in wandavision because that's why people fell in love with those characters yeah. because they were telling a, a solid good story how was the poor cry <laughs> sorry you, you know at this point you're not you're not hiding anything. just yeah. go ahead and eat the poor cry as we're talking here they're okay <laughs> i i obviously they're gonna probably set up the thunderbolts thing right. and maybe use this as the thing that you know continues that from right falcon and winter soldier and all that so if they're gonna do that and that's their purpose with this 
man, make it cool. That's all I ask because <laughs> I don't, don't want to not like this character. I want to go into the Thunderbolts freaking just loving everybody. I love Ghost yep. from, uh, you know, Ant-Man and, uh, you know, the U.S. Patriot was growing on me, yeah. you know, so uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it feels... <laughs> Like, they're playing through this whole multiverse thing now. But, yeah, it feels like eventually we're coming to a point where we're going to be doing some sort of, like, Young Avengers, Thunderbolts. Like, that's going to be, you know, the Civil War of the next round or whatever that yeah. we're building towards. So, yeah, once we get past the multiverse thing that we're that we're playing in. So stay tuned, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we've also got some news. Uh, so Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has cast their Adam Warlock. This is character was... Uh, teased near the at the end of guardians of the galaxy volume two everybody's been like oh Guard, ooh, guardians three's got to be adam warlock right and then, of course they've not said anything but we all kind of knew it was coming uh but they've cast will poulter who is not the first name that jumps to mind when you think you know yeah. the adam warlock this perfect specimen and you know <laughs> he's because he's kind of squirrely he plays squirrely parts in a lot of films um, that he's in but yeah, he's your new Adam Warlock, and James Gunn did come out and confirm it. Uh, he Will has also confirmed it and done his whole, you know, I'll thank everybody, think, you know. So, so it's it's official that your Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to have the Guardians and Adam Warlock. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy three and Thor: Love and Thunder both seem like they're going to lean hard into the goofy comedy. I really hope so. So I this, that's what has be worked right. for Guardians of the Galaxies that worked for Ragnarok. So. I mean that the chemistry you have between Thor and um, Star Lord. Uh, Thor Lord, thank you. My brain was, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I think they will probably carry that because it it doesn't sound like Thor is going to be a big part of right. the movie. So you'll need that other person in there to kind of play off of. You know, play off of. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there are going to be some people upset if they go full goofy though oh, <laughs> with Adam yeah. Warlock because yeah. Yeah, he's pretty revered in everything yeah. from action figure world to what a comic books, all that. So yeah, and finally, this one's kind of in the where you been <laughs> news uh, out of Disney. Uh, Hollywood writer, director, producer Stephen S. Denight. Uh, if you've heard that name before, he was behind uh, like stars of Spartacus show. Uh, he was involved with the Daredevil show on Netflix. He made Pacific Rim Uprising, which he. I mean, I'm sure it was a good experience. <laughs> you really scratch that other way. He's like, no, no, let's just stop with those first couple. It uh, was impressive uh, looking. Yeah, it, it looked like pretty, pretty stuff there. Um, <laughs> he has been writing comics for Marvel. He uh, has left Marvel after just finding out last weekend. That, uh, I guess he was busy making stuff, so he wasn't paying attention to the news cycle for the past few years. Mm -hmm. uh, after learning that Marvel's editor in chief, uh, C.B. Sobolski, got ahead in the company first and foremost by uh writing and posing as an asian writer <laughs> going under the name akira yushida uh this came out back when he was promoted to editor-in-chief like what four or five years ago um apparently on social media somebody pointed out because you know tonight was talking about his marvel stuff and they're like i can't believe you work for a company that promoted this guy to main boss after 
pretending to be somebody he wasn't in order to get a job because Marvel was looking to hire more diverse voices. And he's like, what's this now? They, they, they hired, <laughs> so you hired a white guy pretending to be an Asian person. Yeah. So uh, he has said, uh, until this gets sorted until, until, cause Marvel, all they ever did was just be like, yeah, that happened. It's kind of swept <laughs> in. Like, so he, he's like, basically he's elaborate on he's that. Like, until you recognize it, acknowledge it, maybe apologize for it, maybe make some sort of reparations for you know to the the creators who you passed over because you hired another white guy pretending to be an Asian person. He's like until Marvel like just even acknowledges what's going on. I don't feel comfortable writing comics for them. And so you know. This isn't the 1970s or 80s, you know. This is not, uh, yeah, uh, Andy so, Rooney play, playing an Asian guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in this day and age, who was like, you know what? That's that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Let's go with that. There'll be that's a go getter no, right there. There that's should be worked no every problems other time. with yeah. this at all. That guy's a real go getter. Let's make him editor in chief. Blowback? In nah, there'll be no blowback from this. Let's move forward. I mean, they saw him, right? <laughs> they, boy, they did bring him in for an interview. They knew what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, part of the Disney news, but not, you know, not everything's roses in the, in the world of Marvel. And yeah. <laughs> and up next. Number two. Number two is kind of a down one, too. Yeah. Again, right? Number two. Is that what you want? You number two? Maybe, maybe the guy's tired of me poking the button here. <laughs> like, quit it. Guys. Sorry, fella. Uh, some Netflix news. Netflix gets their own heading in as well this week. First up, the Korean series Squid Game is Netflix's most viewed original content Blowing ever. up like a hydrogen bomb. Everybody man. I know is talking about that. Has anybody sat down and watched any of the Squid Game at all? No, no. It it <laughs> I mean, it, it seems really like look a, interesting. Yeah, it's to like me. a battle royale, Hunger Games, kinda. and it's kind of up my alley if it's battle royale and it's South Korean. And yeah, I like I, South if, Korean. If stuff, anybody so. sitting here had seen it, I figured it would might have been. You might have tested the waters for us. But. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I have no internet at the moment. Yeah, or signal being in Bolivar. No yeah. offense to people in Bolivar, but <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you get some internet. <laughs> that yeah, it's 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 blown up. So. Uh, We'll see. We'll have to check it out. Maybe we'll have to each of us hit an episode or two and just kind of get a get a feel for yeah, it. There's a lot of things kind of riding on it for uh, putting out products and a lot of oh, artists yeah. are doing stuff with it. And a lot of like the big joke is the Halloween costume this yeah, year yeah. is going to be the yep. thing. So. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I should give it a few minutes and see what it is. I don't know. Yeah, just so I know what's going on. For that know? many people to like it, there must be something there. Although yeah. a lot of people liked a lot of other stuff that yeah. has been kind of sketchy. So right, who knows? But yeah, we'll have to check it out. Netflix is also greenlit that '90s show, <laughs> a sequel to that '70s show. <laughs> The sequel series will reteam Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp from the original series. So uh, Foreman's dad and mom are going to be. Well, I love both of them. Yeah, that's but. great. But what are they, <laughs> what take are they going to have on the nineties? Yeah, if you because they weren't. This is. I'm afraid. This doesn't tell us much. Let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't really tell us much. Um, it's clear that those two are going to be the focus. Um, and I'm sure other actors and actresses will pop in and out. Um, but it sounds like the the focus is on them. 
And they were not the focus of the original series. It was on the kids. Yeah, they they were, were good. They were they were, they were good probably supporting. Yeah, they were. Like, sometimes they were they kind were of they foils. kind of stole the show yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if I could sustain, or if the show could sustain just them two. And, and them two who are now twenty years older. Is it just going to be get off my lawn, you know, stuff? Yeah. Is I, it, I'm, like, afra- I'm afraid it's going to have a little bit of what I call the, the Captain Jack syndrome. Like, Captain Jack was great in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies when he was a side-supporting character, right. a little bit of a moral foil for our main characters. But then when you made him the main character, the it's like he, he's not the main character yeah. in these things. I'm well, a little concerned about it. said that they're going to be spending the summer with Eric and Donna's daughter. Right. I just hope that there's a scene where she has all her girlfriends over and Red comes in and goes, bitches, leave. <laughs> I'm going to guess not. <laughs> it's Probably not. not. <laughs> yeah. That's my guess. You know, so many of those uh, individuals involved with that show, uh, you know. Well, you <laughs> good know, or bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, what's what's going on? Probably here? what the whole thing will be is the da- the daughter of right. theirs will be the one that slowly over the season Becomes, breaks Fred down yeah. and makes him less grumpy right. and makes him a more loving kind of thing. I think that's what they would almost have to go for, for people nowadays to like attach yeah. to it because... I, I, as someone who watched the '70s shows religiously and watched reruns mm-hmm. right. constantly, I, I still on, yes. yeah. and I still love it today watching stuff. But like you said, you know they're not the main character, and it's that's going to be tough. So you're going to have to if they're bringing in this little girl to do whatever she needs to be the freaking just a right. pumpkin pie man. Just you're going to love her to pieces. So I well, and yeah, and if she's spending the summer with them. You know, if she she's not going to have her established friends spending the summer with her at the foreman house. I don't know. Just you know, so much of that show hinged on the pre-existing relationship between the younger actors, right? The characters for yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see if it's just going to be you know kids sitting around smoking nineties weed. You know, it's like. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, not not the high point of our you know, of our weed history. Yeah, you, no, you've got a few shows like you know the Connors. They the oldest right. daughter in that one loves smoking weed and stuff like that. And they kind of made it a funny thing, but they kind of dropped it. Yeah, and because it's it's just not it's not funny. After yeah, a while. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same. Old what joke. was what was a big problem in the nineties? Was it coke, heroin? I don't know. Maybe yeah. we, maybe we can go dark with this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're gonna go dark <laughs> for a sitcom. <laughs> Probably not do drugs. Just what was going on? Yeah, I, yeah. It's internet, I guess. Like, ooh, this newfangled internet. Yeah, thing. I don't know. And probably some of the different shows will be spoofed right. from the nineties and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to crap on it because I haven't right. seen it. None so. of us have. Yeah. So until we do, then I'll save my final opinion for. But we have concerns. I think is, is <laughs> the takeaway here. Yeah. As most people, I think, do judging by here's the something, Here's something people have crept on, but I'm excited about. I'm, I'm no Kenny is as well. Part two of Masters of the Universe Revelation hits Netflix yes. on November the 23rd. Get your Thanksgiving weekend. November 23rd's got, so we got the new part two of this uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation. We got the new Hawkeye show hitting that same weekend. I want to say there's a couple other things. It's like that whole, like, people are expecting folks to sit at home <laughs> over Thanksgiving, <laughs> I guess. Be like, look. 
Maybe you see your family, maybe you don't on Thanksgiving Day, but you're going to be sitting around for probably a good four or five days. So we're going to give you some new content here. COVID may have set a precedence for people to be like, oh, no, sorry, I can't make it to your house this year. It's like, yes, we got out of a second year. (laughs) But this looks like, you know, obviously it's part two, so and no spoilers, but, you know, they're they're picking up right where part one ended, apparently, which was a... A cliffhanger, certainly, kind of a what? What <laughs> you did? You did this? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and apparently, they're dealing with the repercussions of that in the show. And all the man children out there <laughs> need to pull your big girl panties up and just be okay with this is something different. This is and not it's pretty your, darn good. <laughs> yeah, this is not your old He Man. Who, if you go back and watch, <laughs> are not that great either. <laughs> I think but these we are loved the, them. I think these are the same man children that were mad that there was a female 007 in the most recent Poss- movie. It's possibly. just a fucking number. I yeah, dropped, exactly. There, there I dropped my Captain F-bomb. Marvel got her own show. Or <laughs> yeah, the, you take know. your pick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just try to love stuff just because it is and we have it the more you crap on things people the less, the less companies get. are going to make yep. so just be warned of that netflix has also approved an nc-17 cut of the movie blonde this is the marilyn uh, monroe biopic starring anna de armas that movie comes to netflix in 2022 nc-17 you say an nc-17 <laughs> cut of a marilyn monroe movie starring anna de armas all right i'm ready we all, we're all looking forward to that <laughs> There's a lot of things I can go into an NC-17 cut of a film. I've seen a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Netflix has suspended three employees, one a trans woman, for trying to crash a meeting of Netflix's top brass after the employees tweeted disgust about Netflix's latest Dave Chappelle comedy special, The Closer, in which uh, Chappelle takes shots at trans people. Uh, he declares himself a turf. Uh <laughs> This kind of blew up. All the headlines were a little misleading. These people were not suspended because they were upset with Netflix for releasing this. They got suspended because they tried to crash. They tried to bum rush the quarterly business meeting. Yeah, uh, That'll get you suspended in any position. It actually, it'll probably get you fired in most, but Netflix is like, we're just going to suspend these folks because the PR on this. Um, but yeah, it, you know. Since then, Netflix has doubled down, saying, well, it's comedy. Things said in a comedy special on Netflix don't translate into real-world harm towards people, which is funny because Netflix recently had a documentary where they talked to medical mental health professionals showing that, yes, the things, the way the media portrays things does have a real-world impact on trans yeah. and LGBTQ and black and persons of color. Well, how many times have you watched... I mean, I've watched a lot of comedy things, and they put in something like that, and I'm just... It takes me out of it. I'm yeah, like, oh, like, oh yeah. I don't... Yeah. Why are we doing that? And you go a little bit ahead to kind of try to get past that. And yeah. So sometimes probably it's, a good 30 seconds, a good two minutes. Yeah. I'll just skip ahead and we'll get to the next. Joke. And it's hard to get back into, and it's like, I get it. it you, it's America. You have the right to say whatever you want. But yeah. in my thinking, and this is just me, if you're going for a gigantic audience, right? Maybe be a little more particular about what you say, you know. And, you but, know, in comedy, there's always been this idea of punching up, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a subset of our culture that 
is the up that gets punched at. So they have to turn around and piss and moan too. But the idea that you take shots at those who have the resources and the power to take, to roll with a punch, you know, punching up. If you're a black comedian like Dave Chappelle is punching up is not, you know, you, you don't punch down at people outside of your class who are marginalized, like trans people, like the LGBTQ community, you know, those types of things. Um, it was just, you know, it, without going into specifics and stuff, it seems like it, regardless of your opinion of the issues, as a from a comedy psychology perspective, it's punching down and it's probably in bad taste. And in this case, yeah, it is. And yes, you have the right to say it. You have the right to film it. You have the right to put it on a special. Netflix has the right to show it. Netflix has the right to come out and defend having shown it. Still doesn't mean it's not in good taste. <laughs> you know? But no, there's consequences. Yeah, exactly. You know, 100%. When they release an NC-17 cut of Blonde, <laughs> there will be blowback. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and they have certainly have the right to do that. But yeah, yeah do what you want to do. Totally. That's but great. I understand but, there's going to be repercussions. Yeah, and that's, I tell my children that and I tell have to tell adults that. So yeah, it, it does come with consequences. So <laughs> if you're cool with that. Great. And Dave Chappelle is. Yeah. You know, he loves it. He's actually, yeah, he's like, this is bringing more focus, yep. more eyes to my special. People are watching it now just to see what I said. So, yeah, he's fine with it. It's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's he not so. stupid. <laughs> the guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> but he may have some pretty abhorrent viewpoints, but it doesn't mean he's stupid. It doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. It's just the people in between yeah. that get caught up. Like, in, yeah. And yeah. they have their little spats and stuff. And that's. Like, again, good for him because that did yeah. what he wanted it to do. So, yeah. But we, a pop goes to culture, <laughs> we not, have a little different way of thinking about some yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, so. not, that's not how and we that's why it. you listen to us. So, yeah, hopefully. And now somebody's like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck my you car. too. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, number one. Number one was okay. Number yeah. one's a little more excited. Yeah. Because it's the last one. I guess so. <laughs> it's like, finally, he's going to quit poking me with that button. Uh, at number one, people who don't read comics are upset that DC Comics used National Coming Out Day on Monday to announce that their newest Superman, John Kent, who took over the role of Superman from his dad, Clark Kent, is bisexual in the comics. Yeah. They're calling it things like icky, gross, immoral. And this was my favorite. It's not natural. It's not natural to be bisexual, which is funny because they're completely fine overlooking the fact that Superman was, in fact, an alien who was boning a human being and had a child. Totally natural. That's totally okay. (laughs) That's natural. But having a bisexual son, that's not natural. Well, the funniest thing to me about this, and I know we all have something to say about it, uh, is everybody jumped on the bandwagon is like Superman is gay. I I will not have my Superman yeah. being gay. It's like, hold on it's a second. Not your Superman. That's not your Superman. <laughs> yeah. It's like you might want to read a little more before you just start putting out your little blast. Again, piece. It, it comes down to yeah, people putting out those clickbait headlines. <laughs> Superman's bisexual now. People not reading anything more than a clickbait headline, forming an opinion. People who've never bought a comic book never yeah. read, not currently reading comic books that don't spend money on comics yeah, got pe- that opinion people coming in with an opinion based on a headline that's misleading that they didn't read the article and they don't have a financial stake or which a is the theme of 2021 it. for people yeah, sadly oh, but yeah the theme of yeah the last five years <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i was gonna say it's been a little longer <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to I, I was thinking that i just didn't want to say it <laughs> yeah. but i mean i'm okay you, with saying it there's a lot of idiots out there <laughs> <laughs> but i mean what 
I know we all probably have the same opinion on it. It's like, who cares? Let him. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna drop my second f bomb. Let him with. fuck whoever he wants. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a comic book, so it's not like he's real. Number one, it's a fictional character. Yeah. <laughs> you can know something about someone who's not real. <laughs> Number two, it's a comic book, and you know this is the mainline comic series. It's not like the specialty keep behind the counter comic book. So he's not gonna be. You know, it's not gonna be explicit. And yeah, if there's somebody who's reading comics or who's making comics, who's like, oh, look, they have somebody in the comics who's not a straight, white, alien man, the alien man. (laughs) Yeah, here here I see myself reflected in the comics. He's going through the things I went through as a bi person. Go ahead. I just want to say, you know, like people forget you got into comics you got into spider-man because you were that dorky kid that oh my gosh this you could be a hero there's a chance for that and he he went through the same problems you had and then as the comics went on these other characters oh my gosh they're they're real well in their world they're real people so they have real people problems and stuff and people forget that now you have all these comics coming out where there are black characters, Asian characters. There's oh my god, people. a black Spider-Man! Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, he's half he's half Puerto Rican as well. But yeah, yeah. right. That's a, that's okay because at least he's not all black. You know, yeah. exactly. So you forget what drew drew you to comics is now drawing all these people who didn't think they. Yes, you think they have too much of a voice. Well, that's your issue. They <laughs> they they now have another voice through these comics to go. Oh my gosh this person is me i could see myself being and they got cosplays to do and they've got all these things to enjoy so quit crapping on that and and let them come into it and have their thing that they enjoy you know (laughs) do you have anything to say i mean kenny pretty much said it so (laughs) sorry no you're fine no i mean as long as he wears like a synthesized kryptonite condom so he doesn't blast a hole through people did superman have to because he got yeah, Lois knocked up, clearly. Oh, his well, son, so. I, that was a Kevin Smith joke. Yeah. That, that was hearkening back to Mallrats. So. Did they ever? <laughs> I don't know if they ever for that or how that he got her not. pregnant. I, you know, I think the way they approached it, this this is just this is not the authority, but I think the way they approached it on the CW shows <laughs> was they went off planet to somewhere where he wasn't super powered. And was able to then they like Lois Can they got, do like the red light Lois thing got maybe? Lois got a, yeah put a put a red a little red scarf over the lights and <laughs> turn the lights down low he has, to, he has to take a little green pill yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think they I think they moved him I think they moved them off planet so that she could have a child so that she could get pregnant and carry a Kryptonian in her womb and <laughs> and give birth without, you know, without it kicking her ribs and killing her or whatever, you know. Lois is going to have a baby, so we're going to have to spend $40 billion <laughs> yeah, exactly. to get her off planet. Could you imagine when Mallrats came out? And, and that's and all okay because <laughs> it's a male and a female alien and woman yeah. getting together. Can you imagine when Mallrats came out? Nobody saw it, but it kind of grew and got a following. And then people who are making comic books and all this were just like, Shit, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to do this? Yeah. So, yeah, take, take your hot takes. And <laughs> just keep them to yourself. And in other news this week, this comes from Nashville, Tennessee, just right down the road. 
Okay, not right down the road, but <laughs> really, I've <laughs> never been. Over it's like, well, I guess you, you guys want to go sleep on the drive. I guess it'd be right down the road. <laughs> A Tennessee entrepreneur whose hot tub on wheels is one of downtown Nashville's best-known party vehicles has been told to stop operating a public swimming pool without a permit. A lawsuit says. Nashville's oh, metropolitan no going on in there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nashville's metropolitan government asked a judge to temporarily shut down the mobile tub in a lawsuit filed last week. The Tennessean reported a hearing is scheduled for next Wednesday. The health department informed Music City Party Tub of the violation in an August 11th letter, according to the report. The party vehicle has been a regular presence in Nashville's downtown entertainment district since April of 2019 touted on a website as allowing at least six or seven revelers to soak at one time. It was that month that owner Guy Williams was stopped by the health department, an agency says, adding that staff told him to submit design plans and apply for a pool permit. The party tub on a trailer was inspected, and Williams was told what to fix in order to be approved. But the lawsuit says he never came back to actually get approved. He never fixed it, or he may have fixed it, but he never came back to get it reinspected. Health department workers spotted Williams running his vehicle in September of 2020 and confronted him about not having a pool permit, according to the suit. It said that he claimed he was exempt because the hot tub fell 50 gallons shy of the minimum capacity for a public pool. Lawsuit said such an exemption does not exist. (laughs) What's more, it said the business isn't registered with the state and does not have a county business license. Williams could not be immediately reached for comment. So, dude put a hot tub on a trailer and is driving around Nashville and was told, you can't do that. So, he made up some exemptions to a law that would allow him to do so. But And the fact that their problem is it's considered almost a swimming pool. Yeah. It's like none of the nastiness or the danger <laughs> of pulling it around. Right. Or, yeah, or people un- unsecured <laughs> in the back of a trailer yeah i'm like those aren't the problems yeah there's a whole lot going on there i don't know that i would get into a mobile public hot tub i don't know that i would get into a hot tub that wasn't my own anyhow (laughs) there's there's a part of me that's like if we were all sort of intoxicated in nashville and we saw that we'd probably yeah we probably would but But (laughs) the point is i would not willingly (laughs) do it if i wasn't intoxicated already closest to this (laughs) i've done is we took the truck bed and put a liner in right. it and filled it full of water and we drove around the square all night in the back of right. it. And that's that's a good idea. That was just us. <laughs> yeah. You and weren't making money you, off of it. You yeah, weren't charging people. No, but we didn't and it was a good thing to get girls right. in and stuff. So that was fun, but So I, then you and the girls could soak? Yes, just soak. Because there was no well, there's no bubbles or anything. <laughs> well, there were bubbles, but there was no bubbler. So. Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get Taco Bell beforehand, so we're good. So, yeah. All kinds of bubbles. But, I mean, that's, that was fun, but I was also a kid. As an adult, I would not have done that. And This kind of goes back to the, the fondue discussion. Like, are you dipping it? You di- <laughs> Clearly, it's, it's, not, it's not past inspection. He okay. doesn't have a license for this. That's it's just like fondue. It's just, it's just <laughs> warm water being driven around with various people popping in and out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Disease central, man. It Ugh. sounds like it. Plus, it's, I mean, like you said, they're intoxicated the most likely. 
There's probably some there's sex going there's probably, on. There, there are probably other bodily fluids being yes. leaked into the hot tub that are probably not getting cleaned out. It's let's not be sex. It's soaking. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Okay. What the, was it the Mormons? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Mormon kids are doing? Yeah. So. Yeah. So that, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC podcast. You can post your comments. You can tag us in the news stories, whatever. Or you can call the hotline at 417-986-7842 and leave a message with your comments. We just might play your recorded message in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and so much more over at popgoestheculture.com. But you got to call, people. We need someone to call. You're listening. Do it now. (laughs) Get the number three guy called. I'm tired of being number three. Uh, Let's see. Last week's pop quiz, we continued to ask folks. We left this one up for a couple weeks. What are your favorite and least favorite Halloween candies? Last week... We did our own little taste test thing. Last week... My gut hurt so bad <laughs> Yeah, night. it was pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, last <sighs> week, we had a lot of the comments uh, were down on the candy corn. Well, this week, we got uh, additional comments as well. Not as many because it, it's been out for a while, but uh, we did get comments. Tom Franklin says, candy corn and dots are the worst candies to exist. So, again, I, I folks, behind are, that. folks are not big on the candy corn. No, I, 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 you know, for me, I like, and I did, I had my one piece of candy corn uh-huh. uh, last night, and that'll be all that I need for the year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I need any. Although, I will say, nope. again, I think I said this last week, the pumpkins are not so bad. There's something about the pumpkins that are not terrible. Yeah. And they're not good, but uh-huh. they're not terrible. But yeah, candy corn is not, not so good. Well, thanks to everybody who voted, everybody who commented. We will have another a new pop quiz for you a little bit later on in the show. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up, we are talking with photographer Seth Hibbert about the McDonald's Halloween Happy Meal Buckets. And we're talking with Seth for a reason. Plus, we're taking a look at what's coming up in the next week in entertainment and pop culture. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know and for sure several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. It was late one night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. What are you making? Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy? Uh Uh-uh. This must be good. It'll be great. Does your daddy have a recipe? <laughs> All right, this week we are taking a look back at the history of the McDonald's Halloween Happy Meal Buckets. Kenny and I spoke with photographer Seth Hibbard, who shoots the collectibles. Yep. Uh, we had a good conversation with him. Here good guy. Is that, yeah, he is a good guy. Really nice. Here is that discussion. Uh, enjoy. 
All right. As promised, this week we are joined by Seth Hibbard. Uh, I first ran across Seth's work on Twitter. Uh, you can check him out at NerfHerder18, which is a... Uh, those who know, know. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> nice, nice handle. Uh, Seth photographs, among other things, the McDonald's Halloween Happy Meal buckets. Uh, his prints are available in his Etsy shop, uh, Chriswell Creations, all one word. And we're going to have a link to the, his shop in the episode description, so you guys can click directly from there. And we actually have a few here in the studio. And they <laughs> I've got four fantastic. of them framed and hanging in the studio. That's right. Yeah, they look oh, nice, guys, really. Yeah. Uh, so, Seth, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. How, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing it's, it's the most yeah. wonderful time of the year. Yeah, so, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the buckets themselves. Um, quick history okay. lesson. They were first released in 1986. Uh, the original ones, there were three styles, but they were all the classic orange plastic bucket that replaced the traditional cardboard, paperboard, Happy Meal box. Uh, it was a Halloween promotion. The first three uh, had names. McBoo, McPunkin, and McGoblin. Um, and they were just variations of like a jack-o'-lantern face. I do not remember them having names. Oh, I don't remember the names. I don't remember the buckets. Yeah. Um, but they were a big hit. Uh, kids loved them. I, we, and I know we've talked about this before. Going to McDonald's was kind of a special thing. It was either a birthday party, which is a whole another episode <laughs> altogether, or it was the Christmas to get your actual paper, you know, McDonald's gift certificates, or it was Halloween for the Halloween buckets, or the Olympics. We did the Olympics thing in 84, which was a big one for some reason we went to mcdonald's a lot whatever they were promoting then Uh, but the promotion was so popular that the three buckets were brought back for halloween of 1987 Um, they kind of put them on pause for 88 and then redesigned them in 1989 and the 1989 buckets are the ones i think that most people remember most people have a connection to um there was the orange bucket, which kind of looked surprised or was kind of saying boo. Uh, I always said it looked like somebody was like goosing the pumpkin. <laughs> so that's just my take on it. Uh, there was a white one, which was the ghost, kind of a, a kind of a silly, not scary, kind of a silly ghost. That's face the one I remember. That the you most. remember the most, yeah. And then there's the green one with the, the witch, um, which is kind of a friendly witch, has like a wart and a couple buck teeth, and the uh, the hat was different. The top of the others looked like the top of a pumpkan, the way it would be shaped, kind of round and stuff with kind of the striations and the lines but the witch one was actually it was like a witch's hat it was pointed at the top i'm cheating i'm looking at them behind yeah yeah that's right <laughs> there These you are, go. yeah we're looking on the wall these there. are the neon ones they came later so yeah yeah, yeah exactly I yeah the glow i have almost i have almost a complete co- collection by now so <laughs> awesome very cool well let's talk about that let's talk about your collection let's talk about your photography because for most of these us we see these and we're like well, i remember those um but yeah. you take i remember those a step further so what was it that, what was your connection to these? What was it that took you from, oh, I remember those, those are kind of cool, to I can do something artistic and fun with these? Uh, well, there's a couple There's a couple leaps there. Uh, it started off like back when they first did the Happy Meal promotions and they released the McNugget Buddies that came along with them. And yep. it was a sort of thing like they still do it with McDonald toys uh, nowadays. You go every week and they have like one of two toys in the Happy Meals. And if you miss one like the first week, then you like miss out on it altogether. So when I was a kid and they were doing that, I had the entire collection except for the pumpkin one. And I was like obsessed with getting it. Absolutely (laughs) obsessed. And there was this kid who I knew his name was Jimmy 
Barnes. And I knew that he had it and he didn't have like all of them, but he had that one. So I was like calling him up on the phone, like every day being like, I'll trade you anything for this one. I was just so obsessed with him. And he wouldn't let it, he wouldn't let go of it. He wouldn't let go of it. And it till till like probably a couple years ago, like I harbored this like intense resentment towards him because of it. And since then I had lost, you know, my, my mom or whatever had, had donated them. And then I figured like, like, wait, I'm an adult. I can just go on eBay and buy them. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I bought the whole set you know, I bought them all. I bought them all. They were packaged and everything. I got them like real cheap. The whole set was like 20 bucks, like all oh, wrapped wow. in packages. Oh, wow. like, I don't think you could find them that easy nowadays. No. And then I had to get the bucket to um, put it in. And I do a lot of um, thrift shopping. So you always find the buckets like laying around, but they're usually kind of like incomplete, like something will be broken or the face will be scratched up or the, or the handles are most commonly the, the things that are missing. So uh, going from thrift shops to Facebook marketplace and uh, antique stores, I was able to like mix and match to basically get like the entire collection, like relatively inexpensively. And, um, I started doing novelty photography a couple of years ago, uh, when I started hiking, as we were just talking about, um, I started with plastic dinosaurs and I would take them out into the, into the woods and, and I posted them on Facebook and they were a really big hit. And when, uh, they did a Twitter challenge last year, uh, it was August. They do it, uh, every August. I didn't, I wasn't able to participate in this year because I was actually in uh, Yellowstone National Park for two weeks and I had a bunch of other stuff going on. So, but um, it's, you're supposed to draw a ghost picture every day of the month for a specific prompt. And I was like, I can't draw for crap. So then I, I remember like, Hey, I got this McBoo bucket. And I just like took a picture of it in my bathroom at the time. Like the first one I took was in my bathroom and uh everybody thought that one was cool and then I, I took you know i did three prompts in the bathroom with like really poor shitty lighting and then um i took one out to the lake because i decided i can't remember what the prompt was but it was like i decided to kind of think outside of the box and kind of like do the sort of photography that i normally do which is a lot of landscape and wildlife photography and i just put the bucket by the lake and everybody like went fucking nuts over it yeah. so I, I think so um nuts over it. yeah yeah so it was in that that picture in particular in my shop um the one on the lake the sunset lake one that's actually my least favorite picture out of the group and it's my best selling one too it drives me well that's my my lights going on here it and as a photographer now because i actually learned a lot about photography thanks to that photo set like at the time i was shooting uh, when i started shooting i was shooting on my phone and then i went to like a a tiny little point and shoot and then my first dslr was a, a nikon 3500 and i actually sold enough prints uh when i put them up on etsy i I sold enough prints to buy uh, a new camera i bought a a nikon d7500 and learning learning what i have now looking at that one picture on the lake i hate it because like the horizon's crooked and the lighting is a little bit off but every that's like the best-selling one so i i learned a lot about photography and lighting and stuff like that thanks thanks to that whole series of buckets and so um I, I did a little bit afterwards. Like I posted some like afterwards. Uh, my my favorite shot is the one of the ghost bucket. I think think you guys have that one with the red uh, leaves. I call that one ghastly. And uh, I had a lot of trouble figuring out how to get a picture of the ghost bucket because the orange and the and the the witch one and the, the McBoo and the pumpkins and all that stuff were really easy because they matched really well to like 
uh, earth tones like in the woods or sunset, you know, right. the orange. But the white one, I was like, what the hell do I match this to? And I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I tried like all these things, and they weren't 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 uh, figuring out. And finally, I got the idea like, okay, instead of trying to match something to the bucket, why don't we try to illuminate the surroundings with the bucket? So I have this had this crappy little like inflatable light that I would put inside of them, and it's kind of like crinkled, so it made like the light look a little bit yeah. wavy, which was neat. But that that one picture, the the one of the ghost is 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 my favorite and ever since then too like I've, I've gone on to do um i do a lot of like wildlife and portrait photography because of it my, my photos have come a long way that i basically like learned all of my groundwork for photography from these buckets so sorry it was a long, long jump from a to, from a to b to z but that's yeah. you know started off, started off with me getting pissed at jimmy barnes about a pumpkin and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's usually, yeah, got, usually and, the path it takes. You, you're talking to a yeah, couple of guys yeah. that did the exact, a lot of the same thing. Just yeah. be, haven't channeled it into something as creative as what you've got. I think my favorite is the uh, is the Frankenstein sitting on the pumpkin. I love that. Yeah, one. that's a that's there's a, such a, there's that such a sense of whimsy about that. You know, just it's like yeah, that's yeah. fun. You can't look at it and, and not it's, smile. Absolutely no. I love the the way the colors with the bubbles and everything turned out were were really like once. I think I probably took like I, I got to say like fifty shots like trying to get the bubbles like just right. And finally, yeah. when I got one, and it, it it was like perfect. I was like, okay, that's that's like that's one of my favorite shots too. And look, uh, I made made the stickers. I think I sent you guys a little little holographic sticker of one of those ones. And um, yeah, that's a that's another the the it's called a bubble monster the frankenstein that it, that's sitting yeah. on top of it they used to sell them in kmart like forever long ago and uh, i've got two of those i've got two of those i found luckily at thrift stores and they both work so sometimes i have them blowing bubbles at each other with my <laughs> set up, so. but, that's awesome so what yeah. would you if somebody's you know like, like we talked about we're, we're we grew up you know in that era these are our this is kind of our thing uh we are collectors flea market you know <laughs> antique store hunters looking Just for went some to three them. flea markets today so. exactly so <laughs> okay. if somebody's wanting to take that passion and turn it into something creative artistic whether it's photography whether it's whatever it is trying to draw trying to capture it uh, what suggestions what advice would you give someone who's wanting to figure out a way to find a hobby that they're interested in and that they enjoy that that they suck at that they're going to get better at by doing this um and and kind of turn it into a, a kind of a passion project uh, it really comes down to experimentation, uh, honestly. Like um, for for me, it was you know taking something that I already really enjoyed and just adding a new element into it. Like I, I started hiking a few years ago, um, and I just like immediately took a huge passion for it. You know, I started off like going on like three mile hikes, and then you know I'd go a little bit longer and a little bit further and a little bit further. And now now I'm like you know packing a whole kit for for like you said for sometimes up to like 14 to 20 mile hikes in a day and uh when i started doing that i was taking pictures on my phone and, and i would come home and when i first did it i realized you know i i had like 300 pictures of bark or moss or something like that that right. was like all the same so so adding adding like a new element because i also am a big i'm a big fan of thrift shopping and i always like to find like kind of weird strange things you know that people normally wouldn't bring home and uh, one of my favorite places to hike is ithaca new york and they have a lot of really great thrift stores up there so sometimes i'll make a day like i'll go and i'll hit uh they have four in the area i'll hit all four of them before i go on one of the trails and like one one day i just found like a tiny little 
bag of dinosaurs and i just figured you know just for the fun of it just to see how it worked and, and again that was something on facebook that really people really went crazy for that on facebook i, I put it up to a on a weird second hand finds facebook group and it got uh within uh two days it got forty thousand likes and shares and all that like people were like out my inbox it's from these tiny little dinosaurs and like people were asking for prints of those too but it's like i, I took this picture on my iphone man it was like these pictures are like shit like i can't do that and of course now i have i have a couple of them which i think are nice of my shot nobody wants to buy them so everybody everybody wants to buy the mcboo bucket so uh but yeah it's just just basically experimentation you know like like you know uh figure out something that you love and just kind of experiment adding new elements into it you know like if you have something like i said just uh something that's a little bit extra fun just to you know like playing with dinosaurs or some crap you know it's really really, it's really all it took to to do that and since then too it's really like sparked like a huge passion for photography too like i that's pretty much like what my goal in life to do now is is to to make a career out of photography and like i'm enrolled in photography courses and you know i i take pictures almost every single day um i seem to be really good at wildlife uh my my best pictures are chipmunks so if you guys ever need a chipmunk photographer that's on your guy <laughs> but i've got i've legitimately got some really beautiful pictures of chipmunks but they're everywhere so they're they're not hard to take but um and in uh yellowstone i got some really nice pictures too like uh, we saw black bear bison coyotes all sorts of fun stuff like we went hiking in bear country though and i think like and the funniest thing about that is when we we're actually in like real deep backwoods bear country the only thing i got a picture of was a chipmunk <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, but, yeah but um i brought i brought with me um for that i was i actually i had these little tiny ghosts that i was going to bring with me and i was going to try to do like a remote like thing for august but it just the, the whole trip was just you know we were we were busy going back and forth every day like we spent a spent a few days in uh the grand tetons and and, and a few more days and it, i didn't realize how much driving it was going to take so there wasn't really a whole lot of time for that and every time i pulled out my camera there was like you know like a bison in my face or something like that so yeah the the ghost kind of kind of wound up just hanging out in my bag for the whole trip so unfortunately i think i did one picture for the beginning of august this year and that was it so yeah very cool. Well, man, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you being here. Thanks again for yeah. taking the time to talk with us tonight. Again, you can follow Seth on Twitter at NerfHerder18, all one word, no punctuation. Uh, and check out the prints he has available, like we were talking about in his Etsy shop. Again, it's Chriswell Creations, uh, all one word, C-R-I-S-W-E-L-L, Creations. Um, and again, we do have a direct link to that in the episode description. So if you just click on it, you'll go right there. Check it out. And there's some fantastic stuff there. And oh, again, yeah. it's it's... You know, you see a lot of people taking fun pictures now, but to see somebody who's doing it well, um, it, it, you, you can just see the, I don't know, like I said, there's a, there's a passion and there's a pride in the work that you, that I that appreciate you that. Get, man. So for that, sure. it's, it's cool. Really, uh, we really do stuff for sure. Well, thanks again for being oh. here tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Oh, it was, it was great talking to you guys. All right. So in addition to the Halloween Happy Meal buckets that we talked about, the original three, like I said, were all the, the all orange buckets in 86. Um, and then they did the, the redesigned buckets. They had the orange. They had the, the witch that was green and the, the white ghost. 
Um, they did do some additional tinkering, redesigning of those. Um, at one point, they like the witch's hat. They made it. They went and just made the top of it black. Um, at one point, all three of them had like at, at the top you could take off the top, and it was like a cookie cutter inside and stuff. Um, and then about 1999, 2000, they like just started doing like buckets, like just pails <laughs> with no, yeah. uh, like, you know, like they just licensed, you know, like, Oh, well, let's do a Scooby-Doo one. Let's do a minions one. Let's do, you know, so I remember getting some of that IP money. I remember Scooby-Doo. I've seen a few of the, uh, yeah, the bucket ones around like the flea markets and stuff. Yeah. Past few weeks I've been around. So people are like, Hey, put those out. Yeah, it's Halloween get, time. Yeah. But so. I've, I've not seen any of those. And I was looking, I was hoping to at least find one. But. Yeah. The, the, again, they're, they're one of those things that, you know, if you grew up with them, if you know, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, well, on my ghost one, my uncle was in the military, so he would bring me the, um, well, those things you crack them and they glow, the glow sticks, glow stick things. Yeah. Um, he gave me a, like the military. He was really, he worked at a dance club. As a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> he'd just pick up the, uh, he'd pick up the unbroken glow sticks at the end of the night and ship them back. <laughs> but he would give me like a whole case of them. So we'd play with them neighbors, but I would put them in yeah. that and oh, my yeah. whole room would glow up and stuff. It was just really cool. That's awesome. Well, this week's pop quiz asks what movies put you in the Halloween spirit? doesn't necessarily have to be a horror movie. What we're asking is, what are the movies that you got to watch every October? What are the movies that it's not Halloween until I've sat down and watched these movies? That is this week's pop quiz. That is live right now. You can vote on Facebook and Twitter by searching for and following us at PGTC Podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you cannot miss them. Again, you can call and leave us a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. Tell us what movies you got to watch every Halloween. We, again, might play your comments on next week's episode where we have a group, a group of panelists who are uh, joining us to talk about the movies that put them in the Halloween spirit. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it goes about an hour or so. <laughs> so yep. expect that next week. We'll try to cut down the, the, the news and the f- stuff on the front half so that we can get to that because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but we'll be talking about the movies that put us in the Halloween spirit next week. And we'll bring you the results of the pop quiz, your comments on next week's brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Coming up this week in entertainment and pop culture, this weekend, Wizard World returns to Chicago Wizard World Chicago is going on right now through Sunday. Uh, a lot of Chicago's, a lot of everybody's conventions got postponed, but even like C2E2's, I think, in December this year. So yeah. I think this is the first really big one coming back to Chicago this week. Uh, this Friday, today, Halloween Kills is in theaters and on Peacock if you want to sit at home and watch it. The Last Duel is in theaters as well. This is the first film that uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have written together since Goodwill Hunting. <clears throat> It went quick, from what I understand. Yeah, that's so well. It's basically they're adapting <laughs> it from a book. So, yeah. Wait, so I, I'll take pay, I'll take chapters one through three. You take chapters four through six. <laughs> who's who's directing this one? I don't remember who's directing it. Okay, I know they are both starring it as long as well as Adam Driver, Jodie Cormer. So, uh, what's it called again? The Last Duel. Mm, okay. It's enough to bring out people. That's a lot of which spoilers. It's not the last duel. <laughs> And new albums this week from Coldplay, Santana, The Darkness, and a whole lot more. This Saturday, as we mentioned before, DC Fandom is taking place online. You can find that. Uh, just search for Google DC <laughs> Fandom. And the reboot of Slumber Party Massacre premieres on Sci-Fi this Saturday <laughs> night. 
I've heard it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll have to check it out. I have not had a chance to see it yet, but I know some folks that saw it uh, at one of the festivals recently have said it, it's pretty good. Pretty, it's, it's Ridley Scott, by the way. Is it Ridley Scott? Yeah. I knew it was somebody, a, a name that we would recognize, but I couldn't remember who. Uh, I'm interested who did the costume designing and some of the makeup and wigs oh, for effects this. for the last duel, yeah. If it looks anything like the duelist. pretty bad. Oh. No. Oh, <laughs> it does not look like that. Adam Driver looks like Adam Driver has looked like since it, you know <laughs> here lately. Well, I was um, confused, but there's some, but there are some choices that were made in some of the other costumes. Ridley Scott's got another movie coming out with Adam Driver too. Yeah, uh, so I was like confusing the two of those. But yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll check it out. This Sunday, Fear the Walking Dead season seven premiere on AMC because Sweet. it's that time of year. October on AMC means yep. Walking Dead stuff all month long. I'll be watching it. Next Monday is International Leggings Day. Oh, I can bust out some Halloween bust out, leggings. Bust out your leggings uh, and get some photos of those, Kenny. Post them online for us. I will. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Okay. Uh, on <laughs> Tuesday, on home video, on Blu-ray and DVD, a couple films coming out. Old, the M. Night Shyamalan film, and Snake Eyes. Both hit Blu-ray and DVD next Tuesday. Which it seems like we're in that weird space now where like these things are coming out like a month or two after they were in theater, yeah. which normally is kind of lost in the cycle. But now when like nobody saw these movies and when they released in late July, it's kind of weird. Yeah, maybe a lot of people were waiting for that Before release yeah, and or stuff like getting past COVID or yeah. yeah. Next Wednesday, night teeth new movie premieres on Netflix. This one looks like a lot of fun. That is the one where uh, it's a um, Uber driver, or whatever, <laughs> Who uh, picks up a couple of young vampires and goes oh. around? Looks like L.A. Uh, on like a, just a vampire killing yeah. spree. Looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll it does see. look good. We'll have to check that one out. <laughs> and next Thursday is National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. You know, it's that time of year. Pumpkin everything. I don't you know cheesecake out of a pumpkin or how's it? No, no. <laughs> it's, oh. like, it's like you know using like pureed pumpkin oh. in your cheesecake. So you have pumpkin cheesecake. I mean, Fair just, enough. I feel like there are things that don't mix. Go together. Yeah. Like yeah. We always made cheesecake and pumpkin pie separate. Yeah. I don't know about mixing it. Well, sounds like this year you're going to be doing a little something Ooh, You're going to have to try that out for us. Why don't you make us some pumpkin cheesecake and we'll sample it. <laughs> with, with what, uh, Captain Crunch crust? <laughs> no, no, nothing. <laughs> We're good. I don't need the shards cutting my mouth apart. <laughs> <laughs> and look for another brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast next Friday in the podcast player of your choice. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please, and you have, and you have at some point, you surely have <laughs> if you're still listening to us, uh, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It does not cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways you can show your support for the show. That's it. That's all I got. You guys got anything else before we get out of here this week? I hit everything I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, thanks to Kenny and to Curtis for being here this week. Thanks again to everybody listening to the podcast again, whenever and wherever you are checking us out. My name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you right back here next week for another new episode. Like I said, we've got some experts. We have an expert panel who are going to be drafting the movies that put them in the Halloween spirit. It's a lot of fun. You're going to want to catch that next week. But until then, be safe, be healthy, be happy. See ya. Stay frosty. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. 
find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.